Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Water Trio Astrology Podcast. I'm Kelly Surtees, and I'm here with my friends, Alicia Saich Yusuf, and I always stumble over your name, Leish, I'm sorry. Just say um, Alicia Yusuf, it's Alicia all good. Alicia Yusuf, that's going to make it easier. And Cassandra Tyndall, lovely in white today, Cass. Yeah, got my um, Jupiter on. Got your Jupiter <laughs> on. I've got my Venus on. I'm wearing like a green, although you can't actually tell. And Leishy, are you in black or navy? I'm in black. 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 So you've got your satin on. I love it. Yes. Um, so that's a random extra, color coding by the planets. <laughs> and we are here to talk about the first week of the new year, 2019. I cannot believe that we're here already. Uh, happy new year. Happy new year, yeah. everybody. Yes. December 31st to January 6th is the time frame we are going to cover this week. So we've got to talk about New Year's Eve, what you, you know, what the astrology says, if you're a celebrator and you can stay up past 10 o'clock at night um, <laughs> and you if, don't have kids <laughs> if you don't have kids we don't we can't even blame it on kids our, our kids now stay up much later than we do um we, we've got so there's a lot more astrological activity this week so there's a lot for us to cover and of course we'll just each pick out our favorite kind of thing for the week and go for it uh who wants to go first Oh, I'll do that, shall I? Why not? Go for it, Cass. Okay, Mars and Aries. Um, Bring it on. Yeah. Um, when we're talking about planets moving from Pisces into Aries, I find is the most prominent, dynamic, and significant mm. shift there is in astrology. And particularly when we're talking about Mars, who now last year has had a massive stumbling blocks he's had to overcome. Yeah. With the retrogrades through Saturn signs. And then, you know, Mars in Pisces has be, been a wonderful shift, but I don't know, at least for me personally, and through, you know, talking to people, massive, massive overwhelm combined yeah. with the Jupiter side of things, the Sag side of things, Mercury retrograde, all of that. So there was a compounded effect. But from a temperament perspective, it's like now Mars is getting dried out he's getting clear he's getting focused the mojo is on and he's in his ruling sign to kick the year off so we've got six weeks of mars doing his best mars so in my gym the last couple of weeks it's been really quiet so everyone's been doing mars in pisces probably and only training their biceps you know like yeah. wine glass <laughs> tulips kind of thing <laughs> that's my take anyway and even some of my friends that i chat to at the gym are like gee it's really quiet i'm like the astrologer inside of me because this is going to be a massive new year new me um and everybody is going to be going from zero to hero thanks to mars in aries so he does have a couple of you know stumbling blocks along the way you know it hits up against saturn pluto and this and that and the other but who mars is and what he's trying to do is on course on par so whatever your goals are moving forward i think there is um, some really nice rocket fuel to at least get them started and to get some really great progress not only in this week of course but up until about January, oh, sorry, February 14. And just because I've done, you know, my whole annual horoscope project, I mean, I know this is a subject for the, you know, weeks to come, but Mars will also go out with a bang, conjoining Uranus before he then moves into Taurus. So mm. that's going to be, you know, uh, as I said, it's, it's future down the track, but Mars has got some real rocket fuel under him with that last... Uh, co-presence with Uranus um, that he will have 
uh, in Aries in any of our lifetimes. So that's got some, you know, nice energy after this sort of discombobulation and overwhelm that the last six weeks have brought. So I've rambled on enough about that. Um, I hope that's made it clear how excited I am for this because I'm in a Mars perfection year, so I expect to get a lot done. So over to you girls. I love it, Cass. Um, Tell us more, Leash. (laughs) (laughs) Well, being this Aries here in the corner, you know, just got a few things in Aries. I would say, yes, I'm excited about it. And also I'm a little bit uh, hesitant about it because Mars in Aries is go, go, go. And it's almost like the Energizer Bunny for those Australians that know about that ad where the Energizer Bunny just goes and goes and it can make us drop. Uh, Stop to, you know, we don't stop until we drop basically. So it's that kind of energy where you just have to be careful how fast, how far you're pushing yourself and and how much energy you're putting into things. There's also can be a little bit of self-focus around Aries. Some people like to say selfish. I prefer to say self-focus. So it's just making sure as well that you're not putting too much into the me against the we. Um, I mean, it's definitely important time to be looking after yourself, what you want, what you need and what you desire. But I would say the flip side of that is just making sure you're doing that with thoughtfulness of other people's needs into that equation too. So I do love that Aries vibe and not just that, you know, Aries is Mars's fire sign. So there is that fire in the belly that we can get and just go for things. And I always compare Aries and my clients will know this. I say it all the time to Tigger, who's always, you know, bouncing along ahead, so exciting and enthusiastic about life. And then he turns around and goes, oh, where is everyone? (laughs) come on, hurry up. So there is that energy about it that will be really nice to get into. And I guess he'll be doing some nice Jupiterian um, trying stuff there some, uh, as we go on in the weeks and we'll talk more about this. So there will be some cool like um, optimistic, confident, confident fun with that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think we just have to be careful of that, you know, being too much me and not enough we. And that's the thing too, Leash, with the good point about the Mars trining uh, Jupiter and Sag. It brings me back to something that we refer to a lot amongst the three of us and that, that, you've, that you've said, you know, the buffet of crazy. Mm, yeah. You know, we talked, well, I talked about the Mars and Pisces overwhelm, but there is a potential for the continuation of that into um, <clears throat> this week at least and into Mars's ingress where it's, it could also be in Mars on steroids in some respects, where it is a real go, go, go. Mm. And then that dip into Taurus could be quite a thud. What are your thoughts, yeah. Kel? Yeah, I, I, many thoughts because I'm quite excited about this. Uh, I like that we're back into regular Mars rhythm where we've mm. got Mars in a sign mm. for six weeks. It's enough to get something done, long enough to get a little bit annoyed, and then you're on to the next thing. Uh, because Mars, you know, Mars is stimulating, Mars is activating, but Mars can also be irritating and sort of cause flare-ups. Mm. So the trick yeah. with Mars is to use enough to get motivated to get things done without using so much that you actually, as you're sort of alluding to, Leash, that you kind of piss people off or you put people offside. Yeah. I do think it's lovely that Mars is coming home to the first sign of the Zodiac for the start of the new year. I think yeah. 
there's going to be a lot of, you know, weekend warriors hitting the gym cast as you're talking about. We are all coming out of the gate of the new year feeling very enthusiastic and very motivated. And I think the first week of January, Mars is moving pretty freely through Aries. You know, he's, he's not quite into the, the Saturn situation yet. And so, you know, the Saturn in Capricorn is sort of tempering, but I think that we want to honor the enthusiasm. You know, Mars in Aries is about taking action. It's about being bold and really it's about decisiveness. You know, the power of choosing, choose this, choose that. I think of Yoda, do or do not do. There is no try. So it's very much get it done or get on to the, move on to the next thing. So I'm, mm. I'm really excited for it. You know, there's some tempering energies in this week and, and the longer trend of Mars in Aries is going to be tempered at different points. Yeah. But as you said, Cass, the idea of Mars drying out, uh, you know, Mars has been in Pisces for the last six weeks, which is, you know, there's a, a lovely fluid feeling to that, but there's also the scattered quality. Mars in Aries, it's a very strong cardinal placement. It's goal-oriented. It's about setting targets and just powering away till you get them done. Um, there might be some burnout to your points leash for sure. And then I think some like, I know for me, I always really enjoy sort of Mars in a fire sign cause it really gets me going and maybe mm. I am a bit exhausted by the end of it, but I've usually got a lot done. So at that point mm. I'm happy to have a break. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And I think everybody's going to notice the shift. December 31st yeah. in Canada and the States, January 1st in Australia, you know, you will feel the fire pick up. Now you might be annoyed, you might be short tempered, you might be getting pissed off a bit more easily, or you might just be fired up and able to kind of tackle a bunch of stuff in a short amount of time. Yep. And yep. that's one thing about uh, Aries, you know, Mars and Aries in particular reminds me of, you know, what someone said to me recently who has more of their fair share of Aries, not you, Lishi, <laughs> but, um, you know, he said, oh, you know, I've always you know, whatever challenge has been put in front of me in my life, I've always rose up to meet it. Mm. And I think that's a really nice way to um, face 2019 is basically head on. Yeah. 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 It reminds me, you know, the image I'm getting is the young warrior who's ready for battle and probably hasn't ever been battle tested before, but is just his enthusiasm. You know, he's throwing himself in um, Mm. to to fight for what he believes in and and following his passion. Um, Yeah. So it's kind of cool that if, you know, if we can have our goals in place for the year ahead to have this real push forward um, to get done what we wanted to get done. It's an interesting analogy you've used just there, Lishi, because that uh, describes exactly the show I've started watching over the last couple of nights. So (laughs) like a young warrior kind of, you know, thrown into the Coliseum. So watching all those old shows as I do. Oh, I guess maybe it's a bit of a, you know, we're talking Mars, right? I'm in a Mars perfection year. So I just had this sort of thirst for watching like blood and guts on TV. So I'm watching, um, oh, what's it called? I, I watched it a little bit way back in the day when it came out, but then I, I just discontinued it for some reason. Uh, Spartacus of blood and sand. Uh, so it's, it's, yeah, it's, um, intense. <laughs> <laughs> so it's part of my, my, uh, my Neptune square too. It's just, I'm just loving my chill out time in front of the box with my Shiraz and my blood and guts on TV. And that's how I'm coping with it. Oh and my I'm- gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so, yeah. so Mars and Aries is definitely a signature event for this mm-hmm. week. Uh, totally. 
But we've also had our eye on the eclipse that's happening this week, which is a new event, you know, a new cycle of eclipses, first eclipse in Capricorn. We're going to have eclipses in Capricorn and Cancer over the next 18 months. It's coming up this weekend. I think it'll be Sunday the 6th in Australia, Saturday the 6th yeah. here in the States. 15 Capricorn, I think. 15. Is- yeah. Yeah. 15. What are your thoughts on this, gals? Well, so many. <laughs> so many. I love it. I mean, you go, Cass. How long have you got? Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe, not, maybe not that long, Miss Gemini. Because this is the tempering energy, isn't it? Like we've talked about this lovely fiery Mars in Aries, which is great, but in contrast or and in addition, we've got mm. this very Saturnian eclipse coming through. Yeah, and yeah. this is like I was actually over the last couple of days, um, a really dear astro friend of mine way back from the day, um, you know, we, we got sort of you know, started messaging and he reminded me of something that I haven't really seen a lot of people talk about with the whole Saturn and Cap, Jupiter and Sag paradigm is that by Antitia they're actually conjoined. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's, I guess, a bit of a segue. But in terms of this eclipse, I can't, I don't want to seem like a doom, doom kind of like, you know, like I'm, prophesizing doom but I do feel that there is there's a foreboding or a foreshadowing feel about this eclipse and you know while I think in the modern day and in the way we modernize the interpretation of eclipses you know we sort of got the north node is that kind of essence of pushing forward or where life can open up but the south node is kind of got this you know releasing cleansing draining feel to it but I don't know there's something about these eclipses that sort of ring true to the more traditional interpretations of eclipses where they weren't things to look forward to. They weren't Mm. things to really um, kind of, you know, uh, place your bets on. They were kind of, you know, stay undercover and batten down the hatches. And with everything that's coming up in the sign of Capricorn over the next 18 months, there may be perhaps that preview or window of insight or that feeling in the belly where there's some area of your life where you have to batten down the hatches a little bit. There might be a warning or a trigger or something. And the Jupiter and Sag piece might be going, oh, yeah, it'll be right. She'll be right, mate. Don't worry. Like, it's all good. But then there's that other piece that's like, you know, that little other voice on, you know, those cartoons where you have like the good guy, bad guy. And then there's the bad guy going kind of, you know, pointing the finger at you going, yeah, well, if you want to have the Jupiter good stuff, you've got to deal with the Saturn work first. So I feel that there's that little bit, you know, if you want the, you know, it's like we all want the six packs, right? But you can't be doing, you know, what you've been doing. So there's this sense of, yeah, I guess you get my gist there is that just be mindful of the month of January, I guess, as a bit of a, an umbrella, the little signs or warnings that perhaps you would not necessarily pay attention to and just maybe put those there in again Saturn the longer term cycle you know if that means if you're saving 100 bucks a week see if you can up it to 125 bucks a week whatever it Mm. is just pulling out round figures just from my you know out of thin air so whatever it is that your long-term goal is here's me doing my Jupiter could join the ascendant right um whatever your long-term goal is I think double down on that yeah yeah. yeah, that's yeah. It's a war. This this eclipse to me is a warning. Mm. It's not. That's my take. That's my thing. 
um, particularly if you do have those um, cardinal planets around 15 degrees. How about you, Kel? Yeah, look, I I do think there is more of a sombre, sobering energy in this eclipse. It's in the sign of Capricorn. It is ruled by Saturn, which is also in Capricorn. And the degrees are that the sun and moon will be conjunct at 15 Capricorn. Saturn is right next door to them at 11 Capricorn. And it is a south node eclipse. And we also have Pluto in the mix. So we kind of have Saturn, Pluto and the south node involved. It does feel like there's a purging or a releasing kind of required and you know that's partly it's a south node eclipse it tends to trigger more endings or letting go Um, it can help you shift your perspective off sort of the limits of the material world and onto more of maybe a spiritual kind of perspective because in the the Vedic traditions in astrology, the South Node is known as a spiritualizing influence. It tends mm. to bring more of, it, it, I describe it with clients, it's like a shift in perspective where you're really tapping into that sort of higher purpose. Sometimes it triggers this almost Buddhist non-attachment, maybe minimalist type energy where we're wanting to purge our world. We want to get rid of physical stuff. You know, Marie Kondo's Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up would be a great book to spend reading and implementing this weekend. And I think there's a real contrast of energies too because usually a new moon is a time to set intentions and think about moving forward. But because it's an eclipse on the south node, there is this weird energy, the tug of heart between you want to move forward, but what do you need to let go of to get where you want to go? And I think... We're sort of coming at it, Cass, maybe from the same perspective where it's like these are the, it's not as simple as just powering forward. There's a little bit Mm. of of depth or or something that needs to be tapped into first. Yeah, it's almost sort of like, you know, when you're talking about the spirituality and stuff like that too, what sometimes people, especially in the more, I guess, sort of new age or the modern zeitgeist of spirituality, there's a lack of discipline. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And discipline is a massive part of being spiritual. Um, And discipline is also a massive part of achieving our goals and desires in life. So, um, you know, one of my favorite sayings of, you know, anything that is associated with discipline and goal setting is it's no matter what the goal is or what your outcome is, there's always an element of having to sacrifice something you want now for what you want most. And this eclipse may shine that light or give you that feeling or insight around what it is you may kind of think isn't making a big deal to the long-term outcome, but it actually is. And that's what you need to be giving up or sacrificing or releasing or letting go of. Yeah. 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 Leish, what are your thoughts on this eclipse? Because I do think this is really one of the featured events of the start of the year. Yeah. And I think it's really going to lend a lot to the whole year, to be honest. And I have to agree with everything both of you have said. I feel like it's going to be a bit of a tightrope and it's going to offer an interesting balancing point to all this Jupiter and Sag. You know, I agree with what you were saying, Cass, about the modern zeitgeist of spirituality. And it's almost like it's, you know, you can't just wish for it. You've got to work for it. Um, You can't just want to manifest things and then sit at home on your couch and wait for it to come and knock on the door because it ain't going to happen. So this is that energy where you can actually 
really get down to basics. And I think that's the other thing too these days is things have become really complex and they're overly, um, yeah, overly complex for no reason. It's like really coming back to what do you want? What are, what is the basic points of what you want? Um, and where do you, what direction do you want to go in with this? And take all that amazing but yet crazy feeling ideas and inspirations that we all got with Jupiter and Sag in December and, and then move it into actually, okay, this is what I can do and this is what I can't do. Be realistic with it. Be pragmatic with it. Um, and, and work out what you can do because otherwise you're going to be out on that limb that Jupiter can take you out on sometimes um, and not being able to actually climb back to the main branch of the tree. And I think as well with the spiritual piece, what I always thought about, which, you know, the, the teacher that we all studied under ta- taught us all was that Capricorn's the mystical sea goat. And I always remember the way she used to talk about this and the mysticism that comes with this and it is a very spiritual sign in and of itself. And, you know, adding that South Node piece in there too, I feel like we really can kneel at the knees of the master to learn some stuff from this eclipse and to just be open and ready for whatever it may throw at us. I don't know if I agree with the foreboding as much. Um, I do think there will be some warnings with it, but, you know, this is of the... so the Saros series that this is a part of this eclipse is actually being um, concerned with uh, unusual groups or groups that are around to do with healing or a love of humanity or trying to make a better world. So I feel in a way that there may be a pull to connect with groups that are like-minded in which we can play a big part. So if that's an opportunity that um, turns up on your door, grab it. Um, but do it realistically and be willing to follow through with the hard work. You know, this, this eclipse is about those seeds that you sow. You know, if you put the seeds in place and take care of them, um, you know, water them, fertilise them, check on them, even sing music to them if you want to, they'll really grow and there's a lot of growth that can come out of this. So I feel like, you know, the Saturn and Jupiter piece together actually can really build something beautiful. Um, but yeah, it's got to be realistic. Yeah. And I think this is really one of the main themes for this week, uh, separate to, or in addition to the Mars in Aries vibe is this Saturnian feeling of responsibility, diligence. You know, I always think with Saturn, there's no free lunches. You get what you've worked for. Uh, you get what you've put effort into. So to your point, um, you know, leash to what you're saying and also what you've been saying, Cass, like I love what you said, Cass, what you might have to give up something that you want now mm. to get what you want most. And mm. that's a beautiful point. I mean, it, it, I always think with Saturn of like the idea of short-term pain for long-term gain, because, you know, Saturn <coughs> is really shifting us out of that immediacy of, I want this now, whatever this happens to be into yeah. How are we planning for the future? How are we doing, you know, what in with Saturn, I always think, think seven years, think 14 years, think 21 years. Mm. Where do you want to be at those points? And how are your actions today giving you a gift seven years from now or creating a problem for you? Yeah. Yeah. So when I look at the concepts of goal setting, discipline, 
um, and alike. You know, Mars and Saturn really do work well together. And when I'm teaching, that's kind of how I describe it. So Mars is more like the daily disciplines or the daily actions that lead you into that longer-term goal. So, um, you know, whether your goal is to save money means there has to be a little bit of a daily discipline. You don't buy that coffee or you, do don't, you don't do that spontaneous catch-up with somebody. You do the things mm-hmm. that are planned or in the, the systems or in the structure. Um, and what's that guy on Instagram you um, pointed us to the recently? Oh, yeah. Ramit. Um, Ramit. Yes. He's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, he's awesome. And so he said something on social media the other day. Um, uh, what it losers have goals, winners have systems. Yeah. And so I think mm. the whole Mars Saturn piece working together in a square might also produce enough friction to work out. You know, this is the direction I'm going, but is that in alignment with the longer term plan? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Does is what you're doing on a day to day basis? Um, in in con, uh, what's the word? Is it congru- congruent to yes. what you want? What you? <laughs> I, I love it, it all these big grown up words. Uh, yeah, it must have been that extra coffee I had. So um, yeah, that you know is what am I doing on my day to day round in a, a alignment with that longer term plan? And that eclipse just might sort of bring some realizations around that too. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It, sorry, Leish, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say because we do have the sun conjoined Saturn earlier yes. this week too yeah. on the 2nd of January. So it just feels like this week is really about, okay, we've had all the fun. We've Party's done Party's over. Yeah, and it's back to work. And for many of us, I think, you know, um, well, not some, some of us, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, that will be, you know, the, the day oh, back yeah. to work. I'm, I've got, yeah, I'm, I've got clients. I'm back at work on the second. Yeah, me too. Sure. Yeah. So it, it is, it's a reality, isn't it? And I think mm. one of the other things with um, the sun conjunct Saturn and then this eclipse, which is also in Capricorn, you know, connected to Saturn, these are also clues or signposts around the longer Saturn in Capricorn journey for each of us. Mm. So that longer trend of Saturn in Cap, which was 2018, it's all of 2019, and it's a good part of 2020. So it's an opportunity to see how you're tracking with some of these longer Saturn in Capricorn goals. Leash, I kind of just jumped in and talked over you there. Sorry. What was the rest of your point? I was like just so excited. Sorry. <laughs> no, just that it's, it's highlighting this. And look, it's one of the things as well, the misnomers I feel like in astrology, it, it, like Saturn is, people are scared of it. You know, oh my God, my Saturn return. No, no, no. Yeah. But as I like to point out, Saturn is our skeleton. If we didn't have a skeleton, we'd be a blob of jelly on the floor. Correct. Not able to do anything or be anywhere. So we have to have the structure in life. And I think in, in many ways, it's something that our culture, our society is scared of, is the pain, is, is the hard work. And I guess in a way, I think the next couple of years are really going to be about embracing that energy, embracing maturity, you know, embracing the wisdom. I see so many posts about people now, you know, saying 50 is the new 50 uh, rather than trying to be 50 is the new 30. It's like you don't want to 
try to be younger than you are because I love the power that being in my 40s has given me. I'm much more open and aware and empowered than I was when I was 30. So I say, bring on this Saturn energy, bring on the confidence and the maturity that comes with it. Um, so yeah, that was my just little Saturn. I love soap. it because it is very Saturnian. I think it's going to trigger maybe aging issues for people. I know when I talk with clients about Saturn transits, you know, if you're having a personal Saturn transit, there's often this feeling of time's running out or I've missed yes. the boat on something. And what I often say is, you know, Saturn is not trying to put this fear in you to judge you. It's trying to, to sort of prompt you into being more thoughtful about prioritizing what it is you're actually doing, why you're doing it, and to get you out of that, you know, easily distracted, I'm just doing this because it's right in front of my face versus what are those larger trends that you actually want to be proud of achieving. And yeah. this week is a little bit of a, a call to reconnect with that. So the, the somber, serious kind of tone, I think, is there as well, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think it also just can highlight... Um, the impossibility of um, reaping and sowing in the same season. It just doesn't happen. And yeah. I find particularly too um, with some of the, you know, particularly the more younger generations, they're used to an uh, instant gratification type of way of living. Mm. Growing up with the internet, everything's instant. And, you know, I often find myself saying to, you know, people in their 20s um, for consultations like, you are not old. <laughs> yes. You know, you, yes. <laughs> trust me, you are not old. Like, you Make know, I'm 41 and, I, and yeah. I don't even feel old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that is also the whole, you know, you can't reap and sow in the same season. Things take time. And that's what Saturn is here to remind us that it is about uh, taking that time and staying on the long term and the daily disciplines and the compounded interest of that. Honestly, yeah. compound interest, you know, the seventh or the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, you just reminded me of something then, Cass, what you were speaking, and then I started talking and it went straight out of my head. Something uh, about compounded well, interest and your Venus. Like it was just before the compound interest. Um, <laughs> oh, it was the planning and preparation that when you yeah. said, can't reap and sow in the same season. It made mm. me think of another almost like cliche Saturnian um, soundbite, which is uh, plan your work and then work your plan. And yeah. the idea, you know, you can't reap and sow in the same season. You need, you do need a plan. In, like, first of all, before you jump into the doing, set out, what am I going to do? When am I going to do it? Is this practical? Is this manageable? Just yeah. take that time to do the preparation. You know, when I go to Pilates, I had an absolutely amazing Pilates session today. So I feel like, you know, I can take on the world, but you know, we're always, we're getting into the plank or doing some crazy maneuver. And my Pilates instructor, instructor always says, set yourself up for success. Check your hand position, check your shoulder position, check your chest or your bum, you know, we Switch won't even, on your core. Yeah. Well, we, she won't even, we won't even start the maneuver until we've done 30 seconds of checking that we are in the right position using the right muscles and mm. then we get into the exercise, which means we're going to do it properly. We're going to get the best benefits and the nice, you know, skinny waist or whatever. But the same in life is that, you know, you've got to set yourself up for success. Before you take off, take the time to check that you are adequately prepared for what you're trying to do. Mm. Yep. The same uh, theory applies to a 100 kilo squat. Yes. 
Yeah, Cass, you know, I cannot even top you. I mean, you know, that's it's. Oh, it's the it's the same principle. It's just it the is different, different, yeah. the different and yoga um, positions, ballet, so many things. Yeah. Well, we've I mean, had- I die doing yoga, but I can throw a bit of weight around. Just it's it's all relative. Well, and we've talked about this before. I think was it Mars placements that is like your workout preference. Yes, yes. yes. I definitely. always think your Mars in Taurus cast, which is like that heft heavier the better. And my yeah. Mars in Aquarius is like, oh god, no. Um, <laughs> but that's too. And all my Mars in War- and Scorpio wants to do is dance. Be all yeah. watery. The water, I, and I need to yeah. do all the breath stuff. Like if it doesn't have a breathing component, mm. forget about it. And also it's got to engage my head. Otherwise I'm like bored. So the Pilates is so hard because, you know, the core is like, oh my God, is it the, yeah. you know, anyway. Yeah. Um, we could talk about that all day. Uh, so uh, announcements, what do we need to Talking announce? Talking about time. Yes, it's that yeah. time. time. We need to time. announce. <laughs> a very special we... event. Yes. Yes. Mark yes. your diaries right now. yes january 30th in sydney water trio live so you can um pop onto eventbrite to book your tickets to come and see us um in crow's nest in sydney starting at 7 30 p.m is that right guys going until nine o'clock um yeah and we'd love to see you we're going to be talking about 2019 and the energy ahead and this will be following through from much of what we talked about on today's episode um so yeah book your tickets now there is an early bird price um of 30 dollars. so if you go on and book that now you can grab that early bird price and we can't wait to meet some of you in person yeah can't wait to see you gals in person really i know that's gonna be great um but we will also i mean i'm just thinking like we're going to talk about 2019 year ahead because we want to debrief that for everyone give you all the tips you need but you know if you get us talking about you know the best weight sort of exercise for your sign we can also share our (laughs) secret weight loss cycles according to the moon and things like that i mean there's just so much that we've shared with astrology together over the years so we're looking forward to bringing some of those highlights Um, you know mars will be in aries then so we can help you with that goal setting i think um and we love a tangent yeah, We've never absolutely. gone off on tangents before, have we? Oh, gosh. Nah. And we did, nah. actually, the live Although, event has the Sag moon, which I, we did. Yes. I think we did that intentionally, I think. Yes. Although I have to say, girls, I think we've been pretty disciplined in our podcast to date. Honestly. I mean, this probably marks about the, maybe like the seventh or eighth episode, maybe the ninth now. I think but it's I don't the tenth, really actually. Been- Oh, wow. Yeah. There goes, yeah. you know, we haven't really been counting it, have we? But no. yeah, we really stay, like, I'm really quite proud of us and how we have actually managed to stay pretty well on track. We have. Yeah. Once we put the timer on, we're good. Yeah. Um, so talking just, about timers yeah. and time yes. and Saturn, I think it's time to wrap up and say goodbye. Is there any last things we need to say or do? Um, just thinking about the date. I'll be in Seattle, January 12th. If anybody wants to come to the workshop there, otherwise, yeah, looking forward to seeing people in Sydney in person. Cool. And I have a workshop for those that haven't booked coming up this Saturday. So come along. Love to see you there. Pop onto futurefrequency.com to see it. Cass? Yeah. And I'll be in Canberra from somewhere between the mid. (laughs) I haven't booked a flight yet. with Mercury. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'll be in Canberra, our nation's capital. Woohoo, lucky me. So I'm going to be there uh, in the second half of January, so somewhere between the 15th onwards, I suppose. And, uh, yeah, so if you happen to be in Canberra, I'd love to catch up for a coffee or a consultation. 
uh, that'd be awesome. Excellent. Cool. What's your website, Cass? Uh, my name, Cassandra Tindall.com. Leashes at futurefrequency.com.au. And you can find me at kellysastrology.com. Have a great week and a great start to the year. And we will see you all again next week. Yay. Bye. Happy 2019. Bye.